0: We've had several busy days liturgically in the church as we celebrate and anticipate and celebrate and look back upon the great feast of the theophany, the baptism of our Lord. And so on Thursday evening, we celebrated What's uh, called the Paramon. With uh, we had royal hours that morning. We had uh, a vesper liturgy that evening. And in that liturgy, if you rem- were able to be here, you remember that we actually focus on John the Baptist, the one who is the forerunner, the one who points to and says, "This is the one who is to come." And the next morning, we had liturgy for uh, the the feast itself for for Theophany, and and the feast is the most importantly, celebrating the fact that God has made Himself uh, clear to us. He's manifested Himself. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit clearly all manifest Himself in this great feast so that we can know God. That is our goal, is to know God. Yesterday we had the great blessing to, to go to the river and to and to embrace the whole of the world as it were in the the the, the father of waters and bless the mississippi river uh, the same way we'd blessed water or similar fashion that we'd blessed the holy water that we do here and then today we come on this sunday after theophany and we see what is this immediate aftermath of this great feast the lord having been baptized then fast for 40 days we're not fasting, we're celebrating. But the Lord, following his baptism, fasts for 40 days and then goes into the wilderness. He goes to an area many miles east of Jerusalem and he goes up onto a high place and, and having fasted there in this high place in a cave, in all likelihood, he's confronted by the evil one. And he goes through the uh, and endures those three great temptations that the Satan himself puts before him on this great precipice. And if you go there, you'll see it's a high place. And you could jump right off, just like Satan says to him. But he refuses. He meets that challenge. And having met that challenge, having fasted in preparation for that, now he begins his public ministry. And so we see this in our gospel reading today. He goes north into Galilee, into a place that's been dark A place where there needs to be light. And brothers and sisters, we're Galilee. We are Galilee. We have been Galilee, but we have seen a great light. We've celebrated a great light in our presence with the Feast of Theophany. And and we, by the mercy of God, have experienced, most of you here have experienced the, uh, the deep power of the saving Grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ through the holy sacraments of the church, through the prayers of the church, through the ministrations of the church, by your own in, endeavor to, to grow close to and to know God, to pray your prayers. And so the Lord, at the end of this passage, passage having gone to Galilee, he takes up the same message that John, who we focused on on Thursday, has said all along for quite some bit of time, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the kingdom of heaven comes, it's Christ. Christ is everything. For him, we, he is life for us. Paul says, for me to live is Christ. And the Lord takes up this message and gives us one simple command. And if you can never remember anything else from the scriptures, this is the one thing you should remember. And that's those first words that he preaches publicly repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent! Now repentance, I think, sounds for us lots of times like, oh man, I've been such a I've been a horrible person. I've done all these horrible things. I look around here. You haven't done horrible things. I know most of you. I know all of you, except a few visitors I may not know very well. You haven't done horrible things in your life, though you have sinned. (laughs) And you all know it because I know it. And, And And unfortunately, any of those sins take us away from God. So repentance for us is turning back to God. We might, I preached this some time ago, and I I may just pick up on some of the pieces of it. But, I mean, what is repentance? It's turning back to God. It's turning around. It's like the prodigal in the foreign land who's gone his own way. You know, the prodigal really didn't do such bad things. Well, he probably did do some bad things in that foreign land. But he, what he did was he left the father. He went away. He pursued his own desires, his own fleshly interest, his own sensual longings. That's what he did. He went in a, in a far place. And he's afar from his father and from the safety of his own home. And, and he gets over there and somehow he realizes this was not a good idea. Who thought this was good? I'm sitting here and I'm eating the husk of this grain that the, the, the pigs eat. This does not make sense. I will get up. He resolves in his mind. He also resolves in his heart. And bless, God, thanks be to God, he doesn't just resolve it up here. He follows through on it. He gets up. He makes the long trek back. Repentance takes a while. It took him a long time to get to a far land. It's going to take him a while to get back. But all the way, all the way he is energized, he's about returning to God. And God has already forgiven His father has already forgiven him. His father forgave him when he left. But the repentance is about making their mind up and to go back. Okay. As I said from the start, you haven't necessarily done horrible things. Maybe you've done, maybe few of you have. <laughs> I probably have. But for the most part, you live rather sane lives. So when I say to you repent, you're sort of, well, what do I need to repent of? I mean, most of you have an idea, but you know what most of our repentances need to be? They need to be about squandered time and missed opportunities to do good, to share, and to love God. Missed opportunities and squandered time. That's mostly what we do now. And the evil one tells you all the time, oh, there's more time. He tells me that. There's time. You have some more time. Go and do what you want to do right now. You can pray later. I hear that all the time. I hear that 24-7. You hear that 24-7. The repentance for us is not so much about, it is in some fashions about resolving not to do bad things, but for the most part, it's more about resolving not to squander our opportunities to do good. So when we repent, we should say, I haven't loved God. I mean, that's, if you read uh, uh, the way of the pilgrim in the second section of all of that, if you've ever read that, <laughs> you know that you're sort of enamored with the pilgrim as he, as he makes his way. And you realize, oh, what a holy man. And, and about the p- page 120 in the book, you get there and, and he goes to this holy elder and this <laughs> elder says to him, says, you don't have any clue about how to confess, do you? And you're sort of shattered because you thought he was a great, great, great Christian. And he, now he, you have this holy man who says, you don't even know what you're doing. And Pilgrim's sort of like, oh my goodness, what do I need to do? And he says to him in the first words, he says, so first, whenever you make a confession, admit to God, confess to God, I don't really love you. I don't really love you. Because one who loves is, has his mind constantly on the object of that love. And that's what we're called to do. And really, brothers and sisters, that's the simplest thing that we could say about our repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Remember God always. Remember God always. I'm not telling you you need to lie down on the ground and prostrate yourself for 24-7. You've got work to do. You've got things to do. You've got people to take care of. You've got tasks to take care of. But as you go, remember God. Begin your task with, Lord, bless this task end the task with saying, Lord, thank you for this. And when we fail to do all of that, repent. Say, Lord, I have failed again. Not with despondency, though. Never be despondent. How can you be despondent when God came in the flesh? He came to save you. He loves you. He came and he was baptized. He showed great humility for you and for me. Don't despond. Just admit your sin and start again. Repent, turn around, be like the prodigal. Get up, resolve in your heart, your head, and your heart. Remember God. Do what you need to do to do that, whether it's your prayers, your readings, whether it's your work. I mean, you do, we, we, look around here, we have all kinds of secular work. Make your secular work a work unto God. If you're a doctor, if you're a teacher, if you're a banker, if you're a Uh, an administrator, if you're a, 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 a laborer, if you're digging a ditch, let every one of those push of that shovel be, Lord, have mercy on my soul. And may this ditch be a good one for the people who need it. Use the things of life to make your repentance and draw near to God, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God.